Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you live from Studio C today again. A little bit of like an emergency, non-emergency podcast. It's like break glass in case of emergency podcast. <laughs> we are we might have like broke the glass a little too quick, but we already had a podcast planned for today talking about ownership. So I feel like we didn't do anything wrong, uh, but we did want to get a podcast in to talk about this ownership stuff before the Denver Broncos uh, practice today. So that's why we're going a little early today. Kind of a, a perfect coincidence, if you will. And today, of course, the C stands for, could we have a new owner? Could we have a new owner? And to answer that is soon, yes. But maybe not as soon as some are being led to believe right now for an update on that let's go to zach in sports well ryan thanks for tossing it to me and this morning news came out i should say an article was written by forbes saying that rob wilton walton's bid for roughly four and a half billion dollars will be enough to become the next owner of the Denver Broncos. No other of the three groups, yes, three, not four other groups, we'll dive into that in a second, will have enough money to beat that offer from Rob Walton. Ryan, what does this mean? But wait, Zach, uh, it feels like we've been saying that for months. Oh, you don't say. So this is actually... And the article, Ryan, it, 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 the, the biggest thing from the article was it leads by saying uh, essentially what I just said, that Rob Walton's bid of roughly four and a half billion. OK, we've been saying roughly four and a half, five billion. It's going to be somewhere in that ballpark for months now, by the way. Uh, it, it says that that is going to be more than any other uh, group can bid according and they cite sports uh sports banking sources so this isn't sources coming from people that actually know exactly what's happening in this broncos bid i'm not saying these sources they have aren't bad um but what we could have also said is according to looking at how much money these guys have if rob walton wants it then it is his. And then he goes on to say, you know, if Rob Walton puts in this bid that he can bid, says, learn anything with this uh, other than, yes, that's the case. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you get the counter reporting 
uh, from yep. the group text sound, sent out by Broncos PR saying, whoa, 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 this isn't true. Uh, and going as far as to say there's no favorite. And that's where I draw the line because <laughs> it, it, that's fine. Like bids aren't due until what, 3 p.m.? And, and that yep. doesn't, that's not even the, the end of it, right? Like there could right. still technically be another round of bids. Yep, it, it, exactly. And uh, there is a chance that coming out of this second round of bids that's delivered at 3 p.m. today that Rob Walton or another group, but Rob Walton blows everyone away and the Broncos and, and their uh, management team just say this thing's over take, take take the bid and we're done. Or it could, like you said, trickle. Yes, exactly. And so where I draw the line is saying there's no favorite because the favorites aren't based on feelings. Uh, the favorite is based on money. And so there is a favorite. There's been a favorite. There will always be a favorite. It's Rob Walton with a bullet. Like, it's not even close. Um, so that's where I'm like, you can't say there's no favorite. And also say we have a fiduciary responsibility to give it to the right. highest bidder. Then there's a favorite. If you're if you're admitting that you don't have really a say, there's obviously a favorite. It's who has the most money. Uh, it, it, that out of that part just made me roll my eyes. I'm like, what do you mean there's no favorite? You can't say that if you're also saying, um, you know, uh, we have a responsibility to give it to the highest bidder. Of course, there's a favorite then. And, and real quick on that, you know, I've seen some people today talking about how the NFL came out and said we want to diversify our ownership group and and all that stuff which was lip service then but people are saying like oh well now they're going back on their word well first of all it was always lip service and we knew it but again going back to the idea that that the trust has a responsibility to give it to the highest bidder so the nfl well yes they have a say in who becomes the owner they don't really have a say what they can do is say no but you can't just say no for no reason they have to have a reason why they want to say no. And, of course, they want upwards of $80 billion coming in. So, again, it's they, they wanted to create the illusion that they encouraged all parties, regardless of whatever, to, you know, participate in the bidding. But they're not going to turn around and say no to Rob Walton just because, you know, uh, they say, well, we want a divert. We want a more diverse owner. It's just, you know, that's never, that was never going to happen. No, a hundred percent. Not like everything you laid out and Ryan, you talk about the, uh, the PR group text that was sent out earlier today, denying these, the, this initial report. And while the denying it is actually true because heck Rob Walton's bid as of earlier this morning had not officially been put in, there was a chance and this is not going to happen, but there's a chance he could have withdrawn himself. And then there was never a bid again, not going to happen. Uh, but so while that's true, like Rob Walton is not going to be the next owner of the Denver Broncos. That's that's not a guarantee. It's still going to happen. Remember a month ago, Woody Page put out an article saying that it was down to two and there were two finalists. And that PR group text, oh my gosh, that went out like wildfire. And everyone was saying how that was not true. Uh, and turns out there's still, that back then there was five groups involved. Now there's four groups involved. A big reason why the Broncos didn't want it to seem like it was down to two or one or that there was a heavy favorite, even as I think Adam Schefter today said, there's no, as said, right? uh, why they don't want that is if, 
the Bronco, if it were to come out and the Broncos were to, you know, agree that there's a favorite, then other people just may say, okay, well, I'm just dropping out. I'm not even going to put a bit in. And then instead of the Broncos going for four and a half, four, seven, five, five billion, Rob Walton could buy him for four billion. And that's still a lot of money. But as to tie this back around, the fiduciary responsibility of the trust is to get the most money and sell it to the highest bidder. So you got to keep this process going. And that's why we see this. It's not that the Broncos don't want Rob Walton to be the owner. It's they got to do this for Pat Boland's trust and his wishes and make it go as far as it possibly can and get his most money. And that's going to happen with flying colors. But just to make it very clear, Rob Walton is going to be the next owner of the Denver Broncos. It's just not officially official. Look at some reports were saying earlier today. So how about this for a tinfoil hat theory? And unfortunately we're not in the studio, so I can't pull out the actual tinfoil <laughs> hat. Um, but I thought, I thought of a conspiracy where the Broncos were actually on both sides of this report. Um, so they leaked tell out. Tell me, tell me. So they leaked out to the sports bankers um, the that Rob Walton's bid is probably going to come in right around four point five billion. This the, they then leak that out, which then gives the other ownership groups a chance to say, "Hey, can we actually get up to that four point five billion?" Which makes Rob Walton think, "Oh shit." I've got to raise my bid up to make sure because now they know where my bid is. So now I'm actually going to bid five to make sure they don't come in over uh, above me. Genius. And Ryan, we, we know some of the people, I mean, we, we know pretty much all the people involved in this Broncos ownership group. And when, when we talk about people putting spins on things and knowing how to manipulate people, I think we both know that the one person in the Broncos organization that is fantastic in that. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. If this individual is doing that exact same thing and, and spinning this marionettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's all people outside the organization are do the Broncos is just little chess pieces and they're they're playing chess right now. Uh and, and in the end, it's going to result in history and in so many ways, many ways that I view as probably good things for the Broncos going to have an extremely wealthy owner going to sell for the most an NFL team has sold for by double. And it's just going to put the Broncos, not, not that they needed to be on the map even more with Nathaniel Hackett and specifically Russell Wilson, but it's put them on the map even more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's great. I, you know, I love that, um, the Broncos are going to, and obviously it's just like a quarterback contract, right? Uh, it's only until the next one that they're, although I don't think a non NFL team would go for quite this much. Um, but until the next right. NFL team, you know, it'll be the Broncos sold by double the biggest price ever sold for a, for a team before, which would be a cool little feather in the cap. The Broncos will have the second richest owner in all of American sports, the third richest owner in the world. Um, uh, only behind Steve Ballmer and then some guy who owns like I, I honestly don't even know what it was maybe like a cricket franchise mm -hmm. um and I assume that most of his wealth uh he purchased that team for very little of his wealth um but anyways uh it's 
it's going to be a nice little feather feather in the cap for the Broncos. And I the biggest question will come down to is how much how much does Rob Walton care? Um, the fact that you know the Waltons just bought a what I'm calling a compound um, in Denver got to be a good sign. Um, you know, you heard about Pat Bowen making this his day job. I don't think we're going to get that uh, level of commitment out of Rob Walton. But someone in the comments just said this. Can you confirm this, Zach, that um, Mike Kliss reported that all four bidders have spoken to Peyton Manning to gauge his interest? Yep. How about this, Ryan? Mike Kliss did put out, all four bidders have spoken to former Broncos star quarterback Peyton Manning to gauge his interest in joining their ownership group as a minority partner or advisor. No word on Manning's next move if he makes a move. But I love this. I love this. And I hope, well, he's spoken to all four. Peyton's a guy that is pretty much always going to be on everyone's good side. I hope he's had, you know, some some lengthier conversation with Walt. Yeah, and again, this this is something I've been saying from the beginning. Whoever owns the Broncos should absolutely get Peyton Manning on their team um, because that's going to help a lot in the public eye. I mean, there is – I think I can say this without, without pushback. There is not a person that's more beloved in Denver than Peyton Manning. Um, even John no, Elway. No pushback. Uh, even John Elway has, you know, his haters, quote-unquote, uh, just based on the way that the end of his GM tenure got, went – there are no Peyton Manning haters, except for maybe some Tebow crazies that have never let go of that. Um, they, they're, they're still out there, Ryan? They're still out there. I bet you will get one crazy. in the comments right now. <laughs> um, so, so, exactly. Like, you get Peyton Manning on your team, your approval rating goes shoo, through the roof. And because I don't think Rob Walton is going to make this his day job, and maybe he does like a Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones type of thing where he brings in one of his sons – uh, to do the day-to-day a Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke situation. Uh, but put Peyton a- a- on the podium. You know what I mean? Like, put him in front of people, and you're going to get a lot of benefit of the doubt from the jump. Yeah, you absolutely are, 100%. That, that would be the best thing that he could do. And then, Ryan, when we talk about bringing in high personnel guys, and you also mentioned the Cronkies there, it does make me think of a situation that happened just in town about t- two weeks ago with the Nuggets losing Tim Connolly due to financial uh, not being able to pay enough, but also that Minnesota did give Tim Connolly a part of the organization, uh, a part of ownership, which is something that it's going to be hard for any owner to give up ownership. But while Rob Walton may not give up ownership in order to bring Peyton Manning in, one thing that Rob Walton can do for Peyton Manning, for George Peyton, for Nathaniel Hackett, he can pay them whatever they want. And that that is something where there's no salary cap on that. The Broncos under Pat Bowen give Pat Bowen so much credit for doing everything he could to get the Broncos the cash they needed. There was some sketchy things that, uh, you know, to try to avoid some payroll things that the Broncos did and then got busted for it, but won two Super Bowls because of it. Uh, that's just not something you're going to have to worry about with Rob Walton being the next owner because he's going to be able to pay every single player whatever they need, including Russell Wilson, a massive deal, which we can talk to talk about in a, in a second. But also, if a team comes after George Payton and says, George, you're the best GM in the NFL these past four years, we're going to double your salary. You know what Rob Walton does? He says, 
okay, I'll triple your salary, bud. You're not going anywhere because we're going to have a great team. And you know what tripling his salary is going to mean, Ryan? Uh, I'm just estimating his, he's getting paid about $5 million. Comes, I'll give you 10. He's great. I'm going to move. Rob Wall comes in and says 15. It's not going to mess with him at all. It's not no. going to change this, the structure of what the team can do. And that's what you get when you have limitless money. And that's what we're talking about. Because like you said, not only would he be the richest owner in the NFL, it's not even close. David Tepper is the second wealthiest owner in the NFL right now. And he is valued at 16 billion. Ryan, Stan Kroenke, he's rich, right? Didn't he pay for that entire stadium out in Los Angeles? Uh, and, and that entire compound didn't ask for taxpayer money. Great for him. That was worth like five or six, to cost five or six billion dollars. He's worth $10.7 billion, and he's the second wealthiest owner in the NFL right now. Rob Walton, just seven, seven times. times. <laughs> seven times that. And and it's just insane. Someone in the comments said, uh, the, it's Jose who says, the question is maybe, why does Walton want it? A gift for one of the kids? A hobby? A chick magnet? Undercover Broncos fan? Sell it in 10 years for $10 billion and double your investment? Uh, it's as simple as this to me, Zach. What do rich people really love? For whatever Power. reason, they love being part of clubs, uh, mm. country clubs, ski clubs, whatever it is. They want to be in a group that is exclusive from others. And there's no more exclusive group than owning an NFL team. 32 people can say they own an NFL team. I guess a few more because of the way that ownership groups work. It's the most exclusive club. It's one of those things. It's just like, I'm so rich. I don't know what to do. I just want to be able to join clubs. And so now you get to join uh, one of the most exclusive clubs. That's the number one thing. Of course, it's only the, the value is only going up, but uh, comparatively, I, you know, this can this can sound silly, but comparatively to, to like Walmart, an NFL team makes pennies. Uh, you know, these guys don't necessarily like Rob Walton. You know, that might be the best feather in his cap is like, you know, like the Monforts, like they're making a, a good chunk of their money off of the Rockies and off of course. Right. right. And so you can point to that and say like, oh, they just want to make money off of it. They are making like they're, you know, they're, they're looking at this as an investment. Rob Wallen is just looking at this as a toy because no matter how much money the Broncos make, even if they ran it at the thinnest margins they possibly could, uh, he wouldn't even notice the money going into his bank account on a year-to-year basis. So all he's doing is buying this for fun, and hopefully he wants to have a hell of a lot of fun with it. Heck, 77 years old, hopefully he says, I want to spend the next 10 years having so much fun owning this team. And then I'll pass it on to one of the kids. And, and that's what makes sense for this. It does not make sense for this to be a financial play for him because, as you said, he's not going to be making the majority of his wealth off this team. He doesn't really have an incentive to buy it for $4.5 billion now and in 10 years sell it for $9 billion. What's that? four and a half billion dollar raise going to do as crazy as that is to say but he's that wealthy where that won't matter for a the rest of his life because he's only going to have a couple years after those 10 years uh i hope it's more but just being realistic and b on top of that 
it's going to improve his net worth from 70 billion to 74 and a half billion. Does he really want to give his kids an additional one and a half billion? No, you laid it out perfectly, Ryan. And one of the things you also talked about was very inclusive or exclusive clubs. And that's what he's joining. And it's a great point. You can't necessarily just buy your way into this club because there's only 32 of them. But talking about an inclusive club, Ryan, we've got one. And there's a place that you can go to actually be part of it. And it's the DNVR bar and holy cow. There's no better place to be for Colorado playoffs, Colorado sports games, but especially Colorado playoffs than the DNVR bar. And Ryan, the C today can also stand for Colorado Avalanche or closeout game because that's what we got going on at the DNVR bar tonight. You got to come by. It's going to be popping. It's going to be the coolest place to ever be on a Monday night as the Avs go for the sweep tonight against the Oilers. And I can't freaking wait. It's going to be a party. So come by the DNVR bar and also get yourself an Avs shirt on their way to what appears to be the Stanley Cup finals at, over at DNVR.com. Join our club and uh, it's the best place to be. Yeah. There we go. Um, That's one of those sexy shirts. This is my favorite one. Um, it's going to be absolutely electric. And I know there's like a couple cool places you can watch the game around town. And there's maybe some other bars that are doing watch parties. There's um, you can go to ball arena and watch it there. Um, it just doesn't get better than the bar. I don't know. It has this intimacy to it. Um, this like you're seeing people that you either recognize from Twitter or the last time you've been at the bar or you've seen them wherever. Um, and the way that it gets packed in there. In the way that everyone kind of, in the best way possible, like you have no choice but to become friends with the people around you, and you all you all know that you have one thing in common: it's a love of the abs. And I can only speak for my friendships. Most, if not all, of my friendships uh, are stemmed off of a common love for some sports team, if not multiple <laughs> sports teams. So. Uh, it's just the best place to come down. It's Allie's birthday tonight. Happy birthday, hey, Allie. Hey, happy birthday, um, Allie. So Wait, we'll be it's down a there, real birthday, her too. Her real birthday. Yes, yes. yes. Like, like to wish her a happy birthday every day, but this is her real birthday. Uh, so we'll be down there hanging out, having a blast. Uh, you, you do not want to be anywhere else but there tonight. Yeah, you, there, there is no better place to be. And Ryan, let's say you love Colorado sports uh, and can't make it to every game, can't make it to the bar for every game, but you want to watch all of them. Well, check out our friends over at Ivaca TV because they have a program where you get the Avs games, you get the Nuggets games, you even get the Rockies games. You don't need the Broncos games since they're on basic cable. So if you want to make sure that you get all of your Colorado sports, just go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. And not only do you get all the Colorado sports, you get the DNVR channel, which is so cool. You can watch us on your TV. We've got programming for so many hours of the day. And on top of that, it's so affordable. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cable costs so, so much money per month. This $25 a month. And Ryan, here's the kicker. When you set up, you get 20 or you get $15. It's only 15. I'm dying right now. <laughs> here, I'll help you, you out. <laughs> okay. You got here. You take a second there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 25 bucks a month plus $10 off your first three months when you use the code DNVR when you sign up. Um, so go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. Get over there. Use your code DNVR. 
uh, for 10 bucks off your first three months. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Zach here. Hopefully he makes it through this. Uh, hang in there, bud. Uh, also, if you if you if you need to uh, wet your whistle, clear your throat a little bit. Nothing better to do it than with the Breckenridge Brew. Hopefully, someone uh, can get my guy there, uh, Breck Brew over there. Avalanche Amber Ale, official beer of the playoffs. No better place to go than Breckenridge Brewery if you're looking for your drink of choice tonight. As the Avs look to sweep the Oilers, and goodness gracious, how sweet would that be? But it'd only be sweeter with an avalanche amber in hand. So come down to the DNVR bar, get your 22-ounce member beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer. Nothing better than that. We'll see you tonight. All right. We absolutely – Boy, Ryan, oh, thanks for saving me. I had veins popping out. I guess I don't have a voice now. I had tears coming out. Holy smokes. (laughs) Do you have some water that you can turn to there? Yeah, I got got a little coffee, so I think I'll be good. All right, that's how you're sounding better already. Um, so let's move on a little bit in this Rob Walton conversation. I guess well, here's where I want to start. There is absolutely, positively, no chance at all that anyone can predict how good an owner will be. We can point to little things like I just said, like, well, he's not going to care about how much money the team makes because he has more money than he knows what to do with. That's like the best you can get in terms of evaluation of owners. We spend, there are literally people who dedicate their entire life to watching college players play football and then projecting how good they're going to be at football at the NFL. And they miss consistently and that's no shot at those people it's just showing that it's hard but there's like film on that stuff you can actually watch these guys you can't watch these guys uh you know especially have haven't been owners before uh and pr- try to predict how good they are at being an owner and here's the other thing you know people point to the Cronkies, and you know obviously they have their issues and and there's been times where we're frustrated with them well look look at the teams they own you know the mammoth were just are in the finals. They're in the finals. I honestly, that's my bad for not knowing the answer to that. But the the more important one, look at the abs, man. You know, uh, one win away from the Stanley Cup final. So it's, and, and look at the Rams. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. So like we can complain until the cows come home about the Cronkies, but the Cronkies have shown to be successful, to have successful teams under their ownership. The Monforts, they, well, they've never shown that. So we can complain all day. But what I'm saying is, They're all going to have their faults. Most billionaires are going to have something on their track record that doesn't look great. Um, And all we're going to be able to do is sit here and say, well, we hope. We hope that they want to spend that money on the Broncos. We hope that they put aside $5 billion of their $70 billion and say, yeah, let's just use this to make the Broncos super duper dope. Um, But but you're going to see a bunch of people online saying, well, you know, look at uh, what they pay Walmart employees and how that, you know, that shows how cheap. And it's just, we that have it in the comment like, section right now. All right. I hope, you know, I, I wish for those people that work there, I wish they would get paid better and treated better, but it's just no, it is absolutely no predictor of how the, the, they could absolutely come in and run the Broncos as cheap as possible. And it would suck. They could also come in and just throw money at the Broncos because they're bored and it'd be awesome. I guess what I'm saying is don't listen to anything you see online that's trying to predict how good of an owner they're going to be. All it is is wait and see. 
Uh, 100% Ryan. Uh, and shout out to my wonderful fiance. Bring me a little water. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It may, it may not help me right now. Um, but also one, one thing on top of that, be, because you're right, money helps with a ton. And mm-hmm. so it's great to have that starting point. But like you said, we don't know exactly what it's going to be. I feel like it's going to go in the right direction. Because it's it just doesn't make sense for him to buy this with the wrong intentions. Being 77 years old, having so much money in the world already, and he does have connections to Colorado. He's owned properties all over the state. He's actually lived here for a little bit. He just sold his $30 million property in, in Aspen. He has to help his son buy that $2 million of land in Denver. And I think you said, Ryan, it's like four different plots of land. So maybe the whole family's moving to town as well. And when we think about owners with problematic issues, we don't typically think of Pat Bolin in that light because he did everything to win. Like I said, everything to win. He always wanted to put the team first, wanted to give them the resources needed, even when it was really tough on him because he didn't have $70 billion. He didn't have limitless cash at his disposal. But there was one thing that Pat Bolin clearly did not do well enough, and that was setting up the team's success after he had passed away and after he had become not able to run the team every day. And so that is a big question with Rob Walton. He's 77 years old. I would really, really hope that he would look at this situation that's happened Mm. in Denver over the past 10 years and talk to everyone that's in the building, specifically the people who have been closest to it, and learn from that to build a trust in a different way or just have a very different type uh, of succession plan. And we've talked about this before, and Ryan, I think you were even the one that pointed it out. With $70 billion, this team is not going to have to be split up amongst his kids. And it's not going to have to be sold in order for taxes to be paid. And it can absolutely stay in the family. It can have a very clear succession plan. And that succession plan could be, okay, child X, you're going to get the team. And it's not going to be decided by a trust. You're going to get it because you've shown the most interest in it. You want it. And you know what? Sorry, my other kids. You're going to get $5 billion uh, of my uh, estate instead, on top of like the other $20 billion that you're all going to get individually. And that right there is a huge thing as well. And that's money. that's, That's what money can get you. So that's another positive in where I don't really mind the age as long as he has a good succession plan. And I just can't imagine that he wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, this kind of sucks to talk about, but it's the truth. Uh, The reason why Pat Bullen didn't have a a succession plan is because of Johnny Bullen. Uh, That would have been the succession plan, but I guess maybe thankfully while Pat was still, you know, uh, aware of what's going on johnny had already gone off the rails and so that left pat with his hands tied a little bit saying well i don't know where this is going to go so hopefully by the time it's you know it's time to pass this on another one of the kids will have stepped up and and become the one who showed the most interest in the team and you know wanted to be there every sunday and all that stuff and that was johnny when he was younger um and, and so Pat was kind of left with his hands tied again. You know, I've talked about how the, the Pat Bowen trust is probably the worst legacy that Pat Bowen left uh, on the Broncos, 
but it's not as if he was dealt the best hand. He kind of had to make a last second pivot because, you know, uh, uh, of Johnny's issues, which are obviously well documented at this point. So I assume Rob Walton, especially at his age now, you know, his kids are, are already grown ass adults. Um, so he knows who he's going to want to pass it on to. I forget the name of the kid who was the one who actually bought the land uh, in Denver. Um, but seems like that's a, probably a good candidate uh, there, you know, lay down your roots, start, you know, becoming a part of the, this community and, and endearing yourself hopefully to this community. And that way one day it will be a very easy transition. Hey, I'm passing it on to my son. He's going to step in now. Um, that's, that's by far the most likely. I don't even really think that Rob Walton has to go around and ask, Hey, what went wrong with the Pat Bull and trust? I'm sure it's already been very clearly explained to him and he's going to have his plan that will, will probably move a lot smoother. Exactly. Okay. So Ryan time frame because it's inevitable in my mind that it's Rob Walton, as we discussed, may not be a front runner per reports. There's a front runner because of just straight up money and interest that Rob Walton has. So today, Monday at 3 PM Denver time, second bids are due. And it's the four groups that we've talked about that are still involved. And again, you say four groups, why not five? Well, Byron Allen, who was that fifth guy, he he was in. Then it seemed like he had dropped out. And then like two weeks ago, he was back in it. He is no longer in the running. And it's not that big of a surprise because his net worth is right around $500 million. And in order to be ahead of a group, you have to put in about a billion dollars of your own money. And so Rob Walton, he does have a group him but he has no problem putting putting together that money and he is certainly going to be the figurehead so those those bids are due by 3 p.m today and then the and, and these bids are really complicated it's not just okay here's four and a half billion dollars it's broken down into all the exactly how the finances are going to be if there's any loans involved and so it takes a little more than just looking at a sheet of, of paper and saying okay that's good and they will review those over the next week or two like we talked about, if there needs to be like another round, I believe then they'll do that because everyone's so close or two people are so close. But if one person just jumps out, a.k.a. Rob Walton, then we could pretty much officially know in the next week or two that it is officially Rob Walton. And then the owners of the NFL need to agree uh, and, and allow that person to be joined into their very elite club. If it's any of these people, but more specifically, if it's Rob Walton, no that they would not pass and that would not be the next owner. And so in uh, what was it earlier this year, we had uh, George or Joe Ellis say that he wanted a next owner in place by the start of the season. That could very well be the case. And, and this thing Rob Walton could own the team by the start of week one. There you go. Um, and that would be probably the preferable thing. Like, let's get this over with. Let's start the new era of Broncos football led by Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and George Payton with that owner in there. You know, we always talk about it. The four pillars of an organization, owner, GM, coach, quarterback. You could have, you could go from, from zero, I guess one, you had the GM going into this off season. Um, but you could really go from one to four in one off season. And, and I, I think Broncos fans sh should be really grateful for that. Uh, if that happens, because that, that puts you on track. Like the Peyton Manning championship is a huge, 
um, outlier in the sense that the Broncos did that really without an owner. Um, and we saw kind of after that how the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Um, but regardless, it'd be nice to have this taken care of. And, and here's one last thing I want to talk about as it relates to Rob Walton. Zach, over the weekend, a report came out, and then it was disputed uh, very quickly, of course. But it's true, even if it's not true at this exact moment, which is that Russell Wilson will be seeking a five-year, $250 million contract extension. And what I mean by that is, even if Russell Wilson and his agent haven't even spoken about this yet, and that report was completely and entirely false, it's still true. The market has been set. $50 million is the going rate for an elite franchise quarterback, and Russell Wilson's going to get it eventually. So, I tweeted out and people were like responding to me like, it's not true. It's been shot down. And I'm like, I don't care. It just, I said, <laughs> done deal. What's next? You know, like, right. yeah. and this is, this relates to Rob Walton. He, I feel like if I'm saying that, he'll definitely say that. Um, <laughs> he wants, especially if he's looking at say 10 years, I want to win as much as I can while this is, you know, really my team while I'm still quote unquote young. Um, it, it, they're they're gonna have that money they're not gonna have to worry about things like escrow and all that other stuff they'll just pay it and move on and 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 keep the team where it's at Uh, and someone responded to me and said what kind of return on investment would you expect on a quarter billion dollar investment and i responded as simply as this win football games it's the only thing that's what you do that's what you pay for when you have a quarterback you have to pay for the quarterback to get that you can't expect anything else. The only thing you can expect when you pay someone that much money, sorry, it's the going rate. Do you want to win football games or do you not? If you don't want to win football games, then you don't pay it. And yeah, of course, save your quarter billion dollars, give it to, you know, whatever, you know, you draft a rookie quarterback and suck and, and keep all that money in your pocket or win football games. Those are your options. So I have you know, a feeling that that, that that quarter billion dollar investment, it sounds crazy when you say it that way. It's going to be nothing to a guy who wants to come in and win football games. You know who's pretty good at winning football games, Ryan? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And his first 10 years in the NFL, one person in NFL history has more winning football games than Russell Wilson. That guy's name? Peyton Manning. He's the only person in NFL history that has more wins than Russ in his first 10 years in the NFL. So if you want someone that's going to win football games, he's about as good as they come. And he's in the NFL right now for his first 10 years in the NFL. So you absolutely do it. And, and here's the thing, Ryan, is the Broncos, with the way they're set up right now, truly may not be able to sign Russell Wilson to a five-year, $250 million fully guaranteed deal because that fully guaranteed you have to put 80% of it in escrow right away. That's a lot of cash, 200 million plus that you got to put away right now. And like I talked about, Pat Bowen did a great job of making sure he could do everything that those are numbers that he never had to deal with $200 million in cash. The instant uh, something is signed on paper, Rob Walton, that is no problem at all. And speaking of Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson, we talked earlier about how one thing that Rob Walton can do to really get people on his side in Denver is hire Peyton Manning. Another thing he can do is instantly 
maybe the first or second move, depending on Peyton's one or two, is sign Russell Wilson to the deal because there's no reason to wait. There's no reason to wait at all. Happy for this year, as any new deal is, is going to be small, so it's not going to affect this year. You pay him. You make him happy. You make it so that there's just no drama moving into next year, which is the final year of his deal in 2023. Do it. Everyone loves you. Your quarterback loves you. And you're set on a winning track for the next five years at least. Yep. And JCO2 says he had all those wins because he was on a good organization and team. No, no, no. The team and organization did not make Russell Wilson good. Russell Wilson made the team and organization good. That's how this works. The Broncos are a great organization. They were nothing without a quarterback, nothing at all. So, And the Seahawks won't be either, and they weren't before he got there when they didn't have a quarterback, and they won't be after he leaves when they don't have a quarterback. That's how this works. It's a quarterback league, and it's nothing else. Quarterbacks get you to relevancy. Teams win you championships, but you're, you're nothing without one. Yep, 100%. And Jose says, so you guys have zero doubts in Russ? I feel the same way, which is it's crazy to say this. I feel the same way about Russ in terms of my doubts about him as I did when the Broncos signed Peyton Manning. And it's still hard to believe that there were people that were skeptical of signing Peyton Manning in 2012. Now, because of the injury and how he was going to rebound from that, I was Ryan, you and I were never worried about that. In fact, I wish we were doing the pod 10 years ago so, so we could have put that on record. We thought it was the, the best decision ever. And now people are worried about Russ falling off this cliff. He has not fallen off a cliff. He was injured for three games last year and still had a damn good season. So, Jose, I think it's a fair question that you ask, especially if you're going to pay a guy $250 million. I think you ask the question, but then you answer it, in my opinion, with a resounding no, and then you sign the contract. I am as confident in Russell Wilson continuing to be the great Russell Wilson that we know as I am in the avalanche moving on to the Stanley Cup final at any point, not just tonight. 3-0 lead, that's where I'm at. Russell Wilson has a 3-0 lead on life, uh, and he's, he's going to the next round for sure. Um, So that's where I'm at, like, I legit, there is legitimately not a single doubt in my mind over the quality of play the Broncos are going to get out of Russell Wilson. Not even a little bit. In fact, I would pay the contract today if I could, without hesitation. I completely agree. And Ryan, got to jump into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week after that. I was going, I'm going to give you a couple, because I was originally going to go with one that I love. Warriors, Wednesday night, money line plus 140. Ryan, the Avs will be playing on Wednesday night if they lose tonight, but they're not going to lose tonight. And I'll touch wood for all of you, those of you that are superstitious. Um, But so I get to watch the NBA finals with no Avs on. Don't have to worry about missing an NBA finals game because the Avs are going to win. Plus 40 had one really bad quarter in the first two games. And that's what lost them. Game one was that fourth quarter. Otherwise they've pretty much, held their own or dominated Boston. So I love that. But I'm going to give you a second one because you got me pumped for tonight. Ryan, Avs plus 120, 60-minute line. Easy. The Avs win in regulation. No game has gone into overtime so far in this series. I even like the puck line minus one and a half at plus 170. But if I can get the Avs to win straight up at plus money, I'm doing it. Give me puck line. Or I'm sorry, give me the 60-minute line. Love that. Love that. And I'm definitely going in that direction as well tonight. Um, but I'll give you one that's just a little more 
don't know, a little more exciting to follow. Um, maybe not more exciting, a little more pointed. Um, if you remember game five of last series, it was the Avs' first chance to close out the Blues in that series. And one man in particular came out with his hair on fire. And that, of course, was Nathan McKinnon. And I think he obviously he wasn't quite as dominant in game six, I think maybe because he emptied the tank in game five. Um, But I think you're going to see that freakish, just absolute Tasmanian devil hurricane uh, that Nathan McKinnon can be when he hits that next level tonight. Um, And so just for fun, I mean, you could go with the shots on goal, which is four and a half, which I think hits easily. Um, But the juice on that is minus 140. I'd just take McKinnon to score at plus 120. Uh, I think that he's just going to come out like like nobody's business. I love that. Couple of plus 120 bets on the abs tonight. I love it. And of course, you can get all this action over at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And they're just giving you another opportunity to get free money, which then you can use on the Stanley Cup Finals bet on the abs. And how you get that free money, bet $5 on other team in the NBA Finals on any game, bet $5 money line. And that's all you have to do. Your team doesn't have to win, but you bet $5 and you get $150 in free bets in your account instantly over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Take that money, then you can bet on the Warriors to win the series. You can bet on Boston, or you can bet on the Avs for this series. It'll probably be over by the time you get those free dollars, free dollars in your account. So you can bet on them in the finals. Who, who knows whether it's the Rangers or Tampa Bay. I don't really care because the Avs are just that good and so it's so much fun to have some action in these games just like tonight so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to not only get five dollars to turn into 150 dollars in free bets but get a sign up bonus up to one thousand dollars over with our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also, Zach, I don't know if you've noticed in the comments today, but like every other comment is like, wow, RK, you're just glowing today. What are you doing? Well, why do you look so good? Uh, and I appreciate all those comments. Uh, it's all it's all thanks to Athletic Greens. You got to get your AG in in the morning. One scoop, like eight to 12 ounces of cold water. I go one ice cube um, to just get that perfect chilledness. The ice cube ends up melting anyway while you're mixing it up, but it just gets that perfect temperature. You drink your athletic greens. It helps you with your gut health. It helps you with your skin. It helps you get your vegetables in. If you're not someone who likes to crush vegetables, uh, you know, so, so many things it can help you with. And I think it's delicious. I legitimately like the taste of athletic greens. Some people I think get scared off by the color. uh, And I understand that, but I legitimately like the taste of it. Uh, So go over to athletic greens dot com slash broncos and they're not only going to give you a great deal on this but they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase of athletic greens so go over to athleticgreens.com slash broncos to get your ag glow today and ryan really quick we've told you about the american rappers and the really cool things they're doing over at infinity park They're doing another really cool thing this weekend. Catch this, Ryan. They are having a four 
rugby team face-off between North and South America this weekend and next weekend. Argentina and Uruguay take on the American Raptors and the Vancouver Ravens in this two-weekend international rugby event. Really, really cool to get all these teams together, including the local team with the American Raptors. We'll see how they do against international competition. Adult tickets are $10, and kids 12 and under are free. These events are always so easy to go to. It's a great environment. And if you want more information or get tickets, check them out at Infinity Park at Glendale.com. Experience rugby at its finest. Check them out at Infinity Park at Glendale.com. There you go. Sounds awesome. Make sure you head down there. And I think we got one super chat to lead us off here in the third segment. So let's hit that real quick. It's from Edward. He says, what's up, guys? Looks like we might have our own, our new owner, DB4L. It's possible. We are going to keep a close eye on things. We'll see if we find out anything later today. Maybe uh, old uh, Big Pockets Rob just decides to push the bid over five Billy, get the job done. Let's all move on. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Ryan, you called that five bill number uh, a, a year ago. I, I, I don't know how, how long ago it was, but uh, every time I see like it's approaching five bill, I'm like, huh? If, if it hits five, Ryan said it first. I know. I, I'm, I would actually be a little worried about my ticket right now if I had a ticket on that. I really want. Mm. I, I, if I could have bet on the over under at five billion, I would have taken the over. Um, and after that report today, I would be a little concerned. I need some some people to pump that thing up. Well, a couple of months ago, you would have been able to sell tickets, some good money, though, because when you said that, it was really more so in the $4 billion range. Like, four was the big hurdle, and now it's very much gotten over four. Five and a half isn't really a big hurdle anymore. It seems like it's going to be right around there. But you would have, you would have been able to sell that off because when you jumped in on the five bill, that was uh, you had great odds on that. Yeah, I think at the time, the, the franchise was valued at 3.2 and i was like yeah it's going for five Um, (laughs) so we'll see what happens i think it would just be um like all the other owners are rooting for this you know they all want it to go over five so we'll see what happens that's a big reason why they would welcome rob walton and wouldn't i mean they they wouldn't even need a vote to bring him in because oh my gosh you get a guy with 70 billion yeah that helps everyone and the sale price helps them a ton too all right they're probably all friends already. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, they're part exactly. of that club that none of us will ever sniff. I mean, this is the uh, this is the guy who a lot of these owners have looked up to in terms of. There's only a few people, not NFL owners, that have more money than NFL owners. Rob Walton's one of them. So this is a guy where they probably tried to been bringing him into the club for a long time. Yep, yep. It's kind. Of, it's. It's kind of wild, and they're de- they're going to get their wish. They certainly are. All right, let's hop into comments on the website over at thednvr.com. First one coming in from my guy, Denver Rivals, says, Hey, guys, I can't believe my Freudian slip on my last comment. I meant to say Vegas Kings, not Knights, because he said Vegas Knights. Mm. Uh, I was visiting Vegas after the Golden Knights lost to Washington Capitals in 2018, and I and think a hockey team and more pro teams should go to Vegas. I thought that the Kings would be a perfect fit, so the arena hosting the Knights could welcome them in and really milk the medieval theme. I've heard the A's talk and think that would be a good option too. They should get St. Louis a new team. My question is if Bronx pulled the unexpected and win it all in the first year, 
how triggered on a scale of one to 10 will the Seattle fan base be? I'm excited for this season already. Go DNVR. Please sign up and donate and support the DNVR, DNVR Rivals program by the Alzheimer's Association. They'll do this like spin thing when the Broncos are uh, getting ready for the Super Bowl where they're like, oh, we've always just wanted the best for Russ. He's such a great advocate for our city when he was here. We love Russ, blah, blah, blah. They won't. They'll they'll pretend to not be triggered. The ones that would really be triggered are uh, Raiders and Chiefs fans. I'd put the Chargers in there, but we know they don't have fans. <laughs> um, so Raiders and Chiefs fans would be beside themselves because it's just like, uh, especially Chiefs, like uh, the Broncos made one move and restored order in the division uh, during what was supposed to be their golden era. Remember, uh, I think it was Zach By who was telling us about how on his show one time, they were saying after Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl, um, if you if you could guarantee if you were him and you could take, I think it was three. Was it three? Yep. You could take three right now and just say like, "Yep, I get three championships guaranteed, but no more." Would you take it? And both of them said no. And there he is, still sitting on one. No more Tyreek Hill. It's the window the window never lasts quite as long as they think so they they were supposed to be you know just racking them up right now if the broncos came in and won in the first year with russ they'd be beside themselves uh the other people that would be triggered by this is the people that say russ is washed because russ would not be washed then russ would be the one carrying this team to the super bowl with with a lot of other pieces i don't mean that disrespectful to the rest of the team but it wouldn't be a, a 2015 peyton manning sort of carrying the quarterback to the super bowl yeah, for sure. Next one's again from Denver Rivals. Just one last thought. I'm so glad the Broncos have a mon- have Monday Night Football back this year. Having no Monday Night games in 2021 felt awful. The Broncos and Monday Night Football go together like an Avs Amber Ale at Ball Arena or Salt and Pepper for non-Coloradans. I hope we get a win so our last Monday Night opener versus the tw- uh, Titans in 2020 can get further away since that was a loss. I wish that 2019 shutout game was the last time we played the Titans instead of Fangio's horrible clock management that made Vance Joseph look like a clock wizard. I'm hopeful and glad those Broncos memories are getting further and further away. Go Broncos and support Denver rivals. Well, you're, you're totally right. Denver rivals about Broncos going together like peanut butter and jelly with Monday night football, because before last year, they had the longest streak in the NFL of being on Monday night football. It was something like three decades of having a Monday night football game every single year. And it's unfortunate, but you know what? I don't think the NFL was wrong taking the Broncos off of primetime last year because the Broncos were putting out a really bad product. And you know what? Credit to the NFL a little bit. They waited five, five things to finally do that. So that's what the Broncos deserved. They also, at the exact same time, deserve all, the, all, all of the Monday night football games, all of the primetime games they're going to get this year. Yep, absolutely. Last one here from Ozzy Dan, who says, Good day, boys. Haven't commented for a while, but haven't missed a pod either. I've been interested in the unrest among fans and re- uh, media regarding Browning's potential position change. While I understand the argument that he's moving from a starting linebacker to a rotational edge, wouldn't moving him to a premium position out of value starting at what is seen uh, as more the wait, w- wouldn't moving to a premium premium position out value starting at what is seen to be a more easily filled position. I wonder if the panic is more related to the failed position changes previous coaches have tried recently in Denver. Thanks uh, for your time. Ozzy Dan. I think that's, that is what it is. Like uh, so many times it feels like of recent, the Broncos have tried to jerk a guy around 
and ended up it ended up just failing altogether. So this is not a Brendan Langley situation where it was like, okay, well, we got to try something here because we used a third round pick on this guy and he sucks. This is, man, you got to steal with Baron Browning and now you're kind of messing with it. And to me, I just believe in the if it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. But we know they're going to have holes on the edge coming up. So you give them a chance to fill it. But I think, I think in the end, this is going to be a lot more um, of just a hybrid role for Baron Browning, where they're saying he has such a unique skill set that we can use in a very specific way. And we're going to use him at, at a, almost at a position designed for him. It's kind of like how the Broncos were originally talking about Pat Sertan last year. Remember they were like, well, he's kind of going to be this like, dime guy who comes on and then eventually they're like oh never mind he's just our starting number one corner right exactly and so let's put that aside for a second just about taking him away from uh or the positional value i just i would understand this move a lot more if they move baron browning to outside linebacker and said he's so talented rushing the passer so we're not going to sign randy gregory to 14 million dollars a year or we're going to do that but we're not going to use our first pick in the draft on Nick Benito because when I think about this, Nick Benito has to be above Baron Browning on the depth chart right now, or else it doesn't make sense why you draft a Nick Benito. And then Malik Reed, we also know that when he comes in and, and has spot starts or comes in off, he's really good at getting after the quarterback. So I just, I would understand it if Baron Browning was your three, if he was your first backup outside linebacker, He's maybe not even your second. He may be on your third line. And I just don't see for this year how that's more valuable than being an inside linebacker. I really do hope it's that hybrid role, Ryan. And I would still think, I would agree with you that I still think that's what's going to happen. But just last week, Nathaniel Hackett said he's sticking it outside linebacker for now. Hopefully that for now is then going to turn into that hybrid role come training camp. Yeah, again, I think they think he needs more training at outside linebacker for this position, and, and they can't necessarily just have like a coach dedicated to teaching him this new role. Um, so he's going to learn as much as he can about p- rushing the passer because obviously that's the most valuable thing he can do um, as a linebacker inside or outside is be that guy who can get after the passer. I think they're just trying to – create a role for him uh, and we'll see how it works. We'll see for sure. It, with the way he played last year, if they're finding a way for him to get on the field, I'm all for it because he should be on the field. Yep. All right, Zach. I think that wraps it up for us. I think so. All right. We will keep an eye. Remember three o'clock is the deadline for the second bids to be put in for Broncos ownership. There is a chance we get more news soon. But more likely, this is going to drag on for a little while, and we'll eventually get to the conclusion that we all expect, which is Rob Walton owning the Denver Broncos. Uh, But until tomorrow, that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking about everything that went down at OTAs today. You're not going to want to miss that one, so make sure you subscribe. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast.
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.